Hello everybody, we've got a great episode of Friday PM for you. We've got a very special guest again for you today, so stay tuned and enjoy. Welcome everyone to another episode of Friday PM. I can't do the woos because the rest of the team aren't with me, so we'll leave that for this week. But we've got a great guest this week. We've got Pastor Lil Defin. It's such a great honor to have you with us. Thank you. And you were on a previous episode where you were with your husband, Abe, and you were interviewed. Yes. And uh, Pastor Lil is the great granddaughter of Smith Wigglesworth. Yes. Can you just tell us, give us, tell us a little bit about that and we'll, we'll then listen to what it is that you have on your heart that you would like to share? Yes. Actually, I, uh, I never met him because he, he died three months after I was born. So I like to think that he did pray for me as a tiny baby. And, uh, but of course, my mom and dad knew him well, so they told us so many stories my mom in particular just grew up down the road from him. So she used to tell us a lot of stories about grandpa. And of course, Grandma Polly as well was a, a wonderful woman of God, a, a great preacher in her day. And so, yes, it's just a, a privilege to be here with you and to be able to, to speak about Grandpa Wigglesworth. But you know, the greatest privilege is to be able to make Jesus famous and to speak about the Holy Spirit who is on the earth today. So can I tell you about a dream that I had early in 2019? Sure, go ahead. This is how God leads us when we, we don't know the great plans that he has for us in our lives. So early in 2019, I had a dream. And in the dream, I was given keys to drive a car in England. It meant nothing to me. And so I just wrote it down in my book. It's good to have a dream book. And you write down, you know, all the dreams that you have. Sometimes you don't understand what they mean, but later on, it will become very apparent to you. So when we got the invitation to come to England, I, begin, I began to understand. In, in a dream, in dream language, a car speaks of ministry. And so in the dream, God had given me keys for a ministry in England. Isn't that wow? That is so amazing. So when we arrived here, we began to look for the keys for, for the, the ministry here. And I was praying about the opening of the church. What am I going to say, God? More importantly, what have you got to say, God? And, and so the Lord spoke to me and he said, I'm going to open the wells of revival. I'm going to open the wells of signs and wonders, not to bring fame to a person, not even the person Smith Wigglesworth, but I am opening the wells of revival because the people are thirsty. That's what he said to me. And it just put a flame in my heart because I realized when people are thirsty, that's when revival comes. That's when they call on the name of the Lord. And that's when the fire of God will fall. The people are thirsty here. Shall I tell you a little bit about Bradford? Yes, tell. When we arrived here, 
all we could see, and I think we were seeing in the spirit realm as well as in the natural realm, we saw a people that were crippled. We saw a crippling spirit over Bradford. Everybody, it seemed, was broken. And so we began to get before the Lord to say, what are the keys for Bradford? And you know what happened one day? I had just been preaching and a, a young boy came up to me. And I just want to encourage all children's workers to encourage your children to bring a word from God. Because this young boy, 12 years of, of age, gave us our first key. And he came up to us and he said, Pastor, I have a word for, for you from God. And so I said, what is that? And he said, God says, the B in Bradford stands for beautiful. And I knew what God was saying. Stop calling Bradford broken. Bradford is beautiful. And so he, actually I got that wrong. He said, the B in Bradford stands for blessed. And so we changed our language and we repented of calling it broken. And now we call Bradford, we stand here and we'll look through these windows here and we say, Bradford, you are blessed. You are beautiful and you are a business center for the UK. We, we calling back all that has been lost here. Because if you look at these beautiful buildings and you see the mills, you can see there was business here and now it's all gone. But it's coming back because God is going to bring it back as, he, as, he, as the revival happens, people will begin to come back. So the keys that he gave us, the first key was change your language. And I think this is a word for everybody we have to start speaking what God is saying and not what we are seeing. We have to say what God says, not what we see. So we began to call Bradford blessed and we began to preach about the power of your words. Then we got a second key. And the second key was singing in the spirit. The Bible says, you can sing in the spirit and you can sing in the understanding. As we began to allow the Holy Spirit to sing new songs through us, we found the atmosphere in the church began to change. And that is the one thing that has attracted people to this church. Because they come in here, they hear the different kind of singing, they hear the new song, and they, they say to us, how did you learn to do this? We say, this is a key for the revival. Take it back to your church. Go and sing in the spirit. Go and sing new songs. You know, my, my dad was a wonderful man of God. And he, he said to us one day, he said to Abe and I, we were leading the worship in our church. And he said, we love the old hymns. We love the old songs. But he said, I want you to start singing the songs that the Holy Spirit is writing for today. Wow. Those are the songs. So, so that was a key for us to begin to sing a new song, begin to sing in the, in the Spirit, begin to sing the songs that the Holy Spirit is writing today. Those are the revival songs. And, you know, my mom told me that in the revival in Bradford, 
the tunes that were sung in the pubs, they would take those tunes and they would put godly words to them so that when people came in and got born again, they knew the tune, they just had to change the words. So that was an interesting thing that, that happened in, in the revival here um, all those years ago. But God is giving us keys. And of course, the other very important key is prayer. The key of intercession is very important. So change your language. Yes. Sing in the spirit. Yes. Pray. That's right. And you, it's, it's good to talk about these things and to say these things, but you're living these things. You're not just saying them. Yes. You started a church on the 1st of January, 2020, yes. just before lockdown, two months before lockdown. Yes. But you've seen a church flourish and grow. Yes. And so can you tell us a little bit about that? Because you've used these three keys and you're using them. So you're not just telling people um, theory. This is something you are living. Yes. Well, it was interesting because nobody expected the lockdown. It seems like even God seemed to be very quiet about it to the prophetic world, about all the doors that were going to be closed. And Abe went back to, in, uh, to South Africa. He had a project that he needed to finish and he needed to see to his visa. He went back to South Africa in the beginning of March. And, and just after he arrived there, all the airports closed. And Abe and I were separated for eight months. So here I was um, learning to do Zoom, learning to get technical, <laughs> learning to do videos, you know, for, for people that were asking for videos. Uh, and, but we, we found that God is so faithful. He, he has said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. And I'll tell you a little secret. The Holy Spirit can teach you things. The scripture says he will teach you all things. Sometimes I would be on my knees, say, Holy Spirit, I don't know how to do this, but please would you teach me? And sometimes in a dream, I would see the, the, the you know, really it's all very easy. You just have to know which key to press on the computer. It's so simple when you know, but when you don't know, he would show me in a dream which keys to press so that I could do certain things. And he, and he would teach me all things. This is the secret of, of intercession, I believe, that when we, when we go to prayer, it is a two-way conversation. And, and I'm thinking of Moses when he went up the mountain and the cloud covered him. He was in the presence of God. When he came back, he was carrying tablets with writing on that had been written on by the finger of God. You know, the scripture tells us that, that in these days, the prophetic word in the Old Testament for the New Testament is, I will write my word on your heart. And that's what he does in intercession. When we go into prayer, we don't come back empty. If we are aware of this secret in the secret place, when we come back, pick up a pen and start to write. You'll begin to write what is written on your heart. When you come back, begin to pray, you'll begin to pray the strategies that he is giving you for, for the, the coming week or, or whatever it is. And so, you know, even with Esther, we find that she, she was 
we know the phrase, such a time as this. I just want to say to everybody out there, these are days for such a time as this. These are days where God is going to do the unbelievable. He is going to do things that you've never imagined above and beyond all you can think, dream, or even imagine, the scripture says. These are the days where God is working and he's working in everyone's life who will say, Lord, here I am. I'm here, Lord, here I am. Whatever you want me to do, I will do. You will be amazed at what God will do in your lives. So Esther, she, she is saying, but I, I, I don't want to do this. The king won't let me into his presence. And of course, the word to her was, well, if, if God won't use you, he's going he's gonna to raise up somebody else. Did you hear that? Did anybody hear that? We have to say yes to the invitation. However small the invitation is, say yes, because if you say no, God will just raise somebody up in your place. Esther, she understood this. She went into three days of prayer and fasting. And it must have been in those three days that she got the strategy. Go and see the king and, and then invite him to dinner and then invite Haman as well. You see, we have to, when we pray, expect a strategy when we come out of prayer. And so we know the story, how that all worked out well. And, uh, and you know, the, the, they were given the permission to, to the Jews to defend themselves. And, and so that, that is a key for, for intercession. But, you know, you might be saying, but I'm not an intercessor. But you can pray. We have an invitation. Come boldly to the throne of grace and you will find help in your time of need. And so as we come boldly to the throne, always come back with what is being said around the throne. It'll change your life. Wow, that's so encouraging and so important because especially in this day and age, if we want to find anything out, we go to Google. Right. We don't go to God. And what you're saying is we need to get go to God. God has the strategies. How do we think that Google was made? How do you think that people had the intellect for Google? God is the strategy maker and God is the one that we need to apply to and speak to. And I think that's refreshing what you're saying, that when we speak to God, it's not for us just to offload and walk away. It's to actually commune with him because he's got something to tell us. He's got instructions for us to carry out. That's right. Yes. When we were speaking earlier on, you mentioned something about your dream, but you mentioned about the wells of revival. Could you um, tell us a little bit about that? Yes, the, the wells of revival are being opened all over the world. And I'm not saying in particular that if your city never had a revival, that there is no well. Because the wells, remember Isaac in the Old Testament? He had to dig many wells before he found the well that was re that really became his well. And so I, I just want to say, keep, keep digging into the Word of God. Keep digging in prayer because the wells of revival are open to you by the Holy Spirit. And Bradford, where we are here, has many natural wells, but it's had wells of revival as well. Great revivalists have come from this area. And uh, people come into this building, you know, 
and they, they, they go to the front there and they say, it feels like there's a well of the Holy Spirit flowing in this place. And, and I believe there is the presence of the Holy Spirit in this place. We can feel it when we begin to sing, but the singing has also released the well, has opened the well. Can I just say this? I believe that one, there's a major area that God is going to operate in, in this revival. Jesus stood up in Luke, Luke 4.18. It was like the opening statement of his ministry. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. And one of the things he said was to heal the broken in heart. I believe in this revival, broken hearts will be healed. What I mean by that is that there are many people that have had broken lives. They are orphaned. They come from broken homes. They have been children who are abused. They are, are children who, who have not had proper discipline and teaching. And you know where, why that is? Because the Lord's prayer was taken out of the schools. When, when the Father, our Father who art in heaven was banned from the schools, we see that the natural fathers left the homes and, and homes were broken. And fathers have not been allowed to really be fathers in many situations. But the good news is this, that Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me to heal the broken in heart. And so he, he is pouring out his spirit all over the world upon many people. And many of you will have a ministry to the brokenhearted. Where, where your words will bring comfort. But, but more than that, there will be natural hearts healed, like people that have had a heart attack, things like that. But there, there is going to be a deep inner healing that will happen. And it's not going to be six months of counseling, two years in a, in a rehab. I love those. There's a wonderful... I, I, I really admire everybody that's doing that. But the season is changing where the brokenhearted will be healed just like that. Because many people are addicted to drugs, to alcohol, to all sorts of things. And the, the reason behind it is a broken heart. It's a broken life. And so isn't that good news? Yeah, that's that is such news. good news yeah. that broken lives are, are about to be healed and they're going to be healed suddenly. Yeah. Hallelujah. And those are the miracles that people need because we can talk about Jesus, we can talk about all these things, but until they experience him for themselves, like if your life has been broken yes. and there's many ways you don't know that it can be put back together again, you might have always felt this way. Yes. And when God comes in and changes your life, that's when you know you don't have to, that's when you know for yourself that God is real, that Jesus is real. And that is the miracle that people need, isn't it? Yes, that, 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 is, that is the miracle. You know, there's a scripture that says, open your mouth wide and I will fill it. I so admire people who can just talk and chat so freely. You know, they're people's people. They, they, they have conversation, they have a lot to say. 
But I wasn't like one of, I wasn't one of those people. I was brought up in Congo, very secluded, very, very sheltered, very shy. And when I had an invitation to say anything, I would say, oh no, I can't say anything. Well, would you just open in prayer? Oh no, I can't open in prayer. Uh, well, would, would you just greet people at the door? Oh no, I can't greet people at the door. Until one day I heard myself saying, no, no, no. I'm speaking to somebody right as I'm listening, as I'm speaking through this camera, you are listening because there's many people. You, you are saying, I'm dyslexic. I, I don't know how to talk. I, I, what, how can God use me? I want to tell you, I'm going to put a key in your hand right now. You just say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. And then he will begin to anoint you. And then what happened with me was I said, God, the next invitation I get, I'm going to say yes. And you know, I just knew it would be something so easy like shaking hands at the door. I was convinced of it. So the phone rang and there was a pastor on the phone and he was saying, um, so, so Lily, I, I believe that uh, it's Mother's Day on Sunday and I heard the Holy Spirit say that you are to be our guest speaker. <laughs> I remember... It was in those days when, when we had telephones with a wire to the phone, you know. I, I, I picked this thing, I put it behind my, my back like this. God, I don't believe you. And I put it, I came back and I said, Pastor, I will be there because I'd given my word to God. Don't break your, your vows before God. In fact, I'm going to pray for you right now. Because many people have broken their vows, not just marriage vows, that's important, but vows before God. You've said, I'm going to serve you, and now you've run away. Father, we come in Jesus' name. And, and I pray over those that have broken vows before God. Those of you that are listening right now, repent and say, say, Lord, I'm sorry. Because God, the God we serve, is the God of a second chance. He's a God of a third chance, a fourth chance. This is your day as revival is breaking out to say, God, I am making a commitment today. I'm asking you to come into my life. I'm going to serve you, God. I'm asking you to be my Lord and Savior. And I'm asking you to use me in this revival. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. So I kept my vow to God. And I, and of course I prepared, you know, I, I just had to seek the Lord and, and it was just a terrifying experience. But when I stood on the platform, the anointing was there. I got some scriptures and I use them often. And one of them is open your mouth wide and I will fill it. The other one is I will write my word on your hearts. So when I get up, I, I just open my mouth and I say, okay, God, rivers of living water must flow out of my innermost being. And I find that, that he's so faithful to his word. You know, in Revelation, we have a picture of the Lord Jesus and he's standing there and he's got a sword in his mouth, a two-edged sword in his mouth. And you know what that is? It's the word of God. Amen. It's telling us, let God, let God's word come out of your mouth. So for that to happen, you have to actually start to memorize. 
If it takes you a month to memorize one verse, do it. And then learn another verse and another verse. Learn a whole psalm. Get the Word of God in your heart and it will come out of your mouth like a two-edged sword, a sword that will divide joint and marrow and soul and spirit, a sword that is so powerful, it will cause you to have words that will bring people to the Lord Jesus Christ. You are a soul winner. Every one of you under the sound of my voice right now, you are soul winners in this revival and God wants to use you. Amen. Thank you for that. It's just such a powerful time in this 30 minutes really to have unpacked all those things. Um, but just as we um, come to a close, just to remember, change your language. How is it that you're speaking? What are you saying? Sing in the spirit. Some people are uncomfortable with that kind of thing. They think it belongs to a denomination. This is a God thing. It's not a denominational thing. We need to pray. Pray. We need to get before the face of God and allow him to speak. If we have no words, let's just wait on him because he has plenty of things and strategies to show us. And when you've made a vow to God, Keep it, you know, you're not actually keeping it. What you're saying to God is, God, I trust you. I cannot do this, but I trust you to perform it because God will perform that vow because he will show himself strong when you allow him to do that. So if you've got any vows that have lapsed or if you've made a vow and you really, well, I, I don't, I'm not sure about that. Keep that vow, recommit yourself and say, God, I don't know how to do this, but I trust you. So thank you. Um, Pastor Lil, thank you so much for all that you've shared and thank you all for listening. Thank you. I, I really hope that these nuggets are really something that you can take with you, that you can practice and see God move not only in your life, but in the lives of all those people around you. So thank you again for watching, for being on Friday PM, the place to be. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm. Lord, we've been so far from you, caught up in the cares of life. Our hearts have been so very full, Lord, filled with trouble and strife. We've turned our eyes away from you.
Ghost fire, let it fall, fall on me. Fire, Holy Ghost fire, let it
Thank you.